Well, good morning. It is May 8th, 2022. The year's almost half over already. And as we continue our English Sunday School lesson in Biblical Creationism, we are about done, almost, with our look in <clears throat> Unit 5, the evidence from the human body, and this little mini-series on the wonders of the human body. So evidence from us. Okay, technology. There we go. Evidence from us, we're looking in uh, today as, uh, as we continue this Wonders of the Human Body. Um, has it, I don't know if anybody has paid attention, if anyone remembers me saying this beforehand, or if you've seen the pattern. But we've been looking at the five senses and sensory organs, specifically from the human body perspective. We've talked about the tongue and taste. We've talked about the hearing ear. We've talked about the seeing eye. What else? The nose and smell. And today we've got the last one. <clears throat> Sense of touch or your skin. Our skin is our, like our living armor. It's only a few millimeters of, uh, of thickness that separate our bodies, what is really the substance of our bodies, from all of the dangers of the outside world. Yet, skin's multi-layered design provides us with the perfect combination of strength, flexibility, and durability. Unlike any spacesuit or any body armor designed by man, this protective covering right here is constantly repairing and renewing itself. We don't know how to make armor that can repair itself. We can talk about it in movies, but we can't actually do it. God did it a long time ago. About how long ago? About 6,000 years ago, that's right. Not billions of years ago. Okay. <laughs> you have perhaps heard that beauty is more than skin deep, or only skin deep, depending on which one you want to uh, refer uh, to. But while that is certainly true, that it is more than skin deep, the skin itself is beautiful <clears throat> because it tells us a lot about people. For example, we recognize one another mostly by the skin on our face, right? The skin's blood supply and the facial muscles that are connected to the skin permit us to see when people are happy, sad, angry, embarrassed, sleepy, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> the skin is the largest organ in your body. In an average adult, some of us aren't average, the skin weighs about 10 pounds. <laughs> and it covers the entire surface of your body. I think I've got more than 10 pounds. But, <laughs> but it covers the entire surface of your body, including your eyes. Remember we talked about that last time, that the skin layer over the outside of your eyes just happens to be transparent. But you do have a layer of skin over the outside of your eyeballs. Okay. The being on the surface, our skin is the most accessible organ. It's not only the largest, it's the most accessible organ of the body. And it has to be marvelously resistant to our environment and our own vain efforts to improve it. <laughs> be that from pigments from the sun, from chemicals, from piercings, tattoos, whatever that is, right? Okay. But it is. Skin is generally classified as thick or thin skin. 
right? All over the body, you have thick skin, you have thin skin, right? Thick skin is on our palms and on the soles of our feet. In some people's cases, if you, uh, if you allow for calluses, thick skin can <clears throat> be as much as half an inch thick or about the thickness of 13 dimes. That's pretty thick. Thin skin varies in thickness from about a half a millimeter on the eyelid to about two millimeters on the skin of your back. Um, skin is made up of three major layers that you can see in this photo that is also in your notes. And the top one, the outer layer, is called the epidermis. The center layer that is below the outer skin is your dermis. And then the lowest layer below both of those is called the hypodermis. If you've ever heard the term hypodermic needle, it means a needle long enough to pierce the epidermis and the dermis and reach the tissue of the hypodermis. That's what it means. Okay, so the epidermis is the, oh, and each of these, of course, has its own vital function to play as part of our integumentary system. That's what we call the skin organ. Okay, epidermis. The epidermis is the outer layer, and it's subdivided into two layers. So there's a thin surface layer of dead cells. I think we all know that we have dead skin cells on the surface, right? There's a thin outer layer of dead cells, and then there is, and that's called the stratum corneum. Just like the cornea is the outside of your eye, the stratum, or strata, right, of the stratum corneum is the outside of your skin. And it is, uh, again, made up of dead cells where the deeper layer of the epidermis is the living cells of your skin, of your outer skin. The stratum corneum is made up of tightly packed um, and very connected dead cells. They are called corneocytes. And I don't know if you can see in this photo from where you're sitting, but each this is kind of a bisection from the side so that it looks like stacked pages. And this is the, the full thickness where these are the, this is the surface cells that look like this and they are all stacked together in columns. And they're actually bonded together with like little spot welds that the body creates called desmosomes. But the tight bond is necessary so that the dead layer can resist wear and tear and it can stay there to protect the living cells underneath it. The thin skin I'm sorry, in thin skin, the, um, that, that is talking about thin skin, stick with it. That's talking about the epidermis of thin skin, meaning not the palms and the soles of your feet. In the thick skin of the palms and the soles of your feet, the epidermis, um, particularly the stratum corneum, is much thicker than in thin skin. If you've ever messed with a uh, callus on, the, on, on your hand, right, and you start picking at that skin, that skin feels much thicker than say if you've got sunburn flaking off of your, your arm, right? It's much different in the palms and the soles of the feet. But the corneocytes there in the thick skin are thicker and they interlock like jigsaw puzzles um, to be able to stay stronger and hold together longer. This thick skin is designed, 
designed by God to provide high resistance to wear and shearing, which are on our most, most used surfaces, right? Your bottoms of your feet and the palms of your hands are your most used surfaces of the body of skin. The main function of that living layer, though, of epidermis below the stratum corneum is to produce those dead cells of the stratum corneum. So it's constantly recycling. It's, re it's building new ones that then become dead ones that then slough off and then it has to make new ones, right? But it has to maintain that outer layer. They mature and they become filled with these strong protein fibers called keratins. It takes about 28 days or, or a lunar month, right? For the new cells produced in the lowest level. Good morning. Nice. I'm There's sorry. the answer to the question. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Good morning. Glad you made it. Glad you made it. Okay. So it takes about uh, 28 days or a lunar month to for all, for new cells in the skin from that lowest living layer of the epidermis to rise up to the surface. And if the epidermis, the reason this is a process, right? If the epidermis just kept adding new cells, then our skin would grow thicker and thicker. If to prevent this, the dead cells on top have to be sloughed off, right? We have to get rid of the dead cells so that the skin doesn't just keep getting so thick that we walk around like a marshmallow man. Right? <laughs> so, but also on the transverse side of that, if our body was not producing enough cells to replace the dead cells it was sloughing off, then it would be too thin of a layer and it would expose the dermis and we could actually die. So the body has to balance this process of sloughing off dead cells and creating new cells. In fact, every minute we lose 30 to 40,000 dead skin cells. 30 to 40,000 every minute from the surface of your skin. <laughs> That's right. Get away from me. <laughs> Talk about social distancing, right? But it comes out to about nine pounds of dead cells every year that your body sloughs off. Yes. Most of that probably ends up in your sheets and your pillowcase, right? Because you're rolling around. That's why you should probably not go two to three weeks before you wash your sheets. <laughs> so we're not aware of this loss normally because these cells come off individually, right? You don't shed your entire outer layer of skin like a snake does, right? That's totally different. Um, this outer layer, they fall off individually as they're directed by the brain. The body has a process where it does this. But if cell loss exceeded cell production by only a few percent, we could die. And amazingly and inexplicably by, it's not something that can be explained by chance random happenstance, right? It has to only be explained by design. Cell loss in the human body in normal in normal life, right? Again, when we talk about these functionalities of the human body, we're talking about normal average human bodies. We're not talking about those of us that might have a problem with one or another thing, right? We're, we're, we're leaving out the, the outliers of overproduction, underproduction, of excessive pain, of loss of a limb, of you know congenital heart problems, right? We're leaving those outlying things out while we talk about normally what the body is designed to do. The body is designed to precisely match cell production with cell loss. And, it can, and then we have to say the word design because that can't happen by chance. Even if it does happen by chance in one part of the body, it can't happen by chance in every other part of the body. Okay? The second layer, as we move on, 
Second layer is the dermis. Epidermis, then dermis. The dermis is the, I would say, probably as important of a layer as the epidermis because it's the, where our strength lies of our skin, right? In, um, in the epidermis, there are very strong fibers uh, made of a protein called collagen. You've probably heard of collagen when it comes to joint health. Uh, the collagen fibers are exquisitely woven. And again, I'm using this verb as if it's purposeful. It's not done out of chance. They didn't just flop together. God wove them together when he made you. So you were, these fibers are woven together in a complex tissue that in animals is so thick and strong, it's, that is the layer of skin that we use to make leather. In animals that we get leather from, we get rid of the outer layer and we cut this from the under layer, right? But the leather that's in all of the things you're wearing right now that are leather or that you're sitting on that are leather is the dermis layer of skin, mostly of cows, sometimes other animals. Um, so we have leather, basically, and uh, that, that, that second layer is the strength, like I said, of the, and the tear resistance of our skin. Because the outer layer that's dead cells doesn't provide that tear resistance or that, that durability, but the dermis, the, that first sublayer, does. While the dermis must be strong, it must also be elastic and flexible, right? Because we move around a lot. And there's a lot of tension and torsion. So while the, the collagen fibers themselves individually are not elastic, the way that they're woven together permits elasticity of the whole. A lot like a double-knit fabric, where the individual fi um, fibers are not as elastic as the whole thing ends up being because it's double-knit. Special elastic fibers woven through the dermis um, help restore stretched skin back to its relaxed condition, much like rubber bands in an elastic waistband of shorts or something, right? And again, we know there are levels of things where this is not working exactly properly. Some people have inelastic skin that is uh, really dry and tears. Other people have stretch marks that never go away, right? There are other outsides of those um, concepts, but generally the dermis is designed in such a way for the skin to be able to stretch and to return to its relaxed condition. Another important function of the dermis is something that we're feeling right now. Um, <laughs> it's temperature regulation. <laughs> and the dermis is responsible for temperature regulation. It's like your body's full system radiator, okay? Because the dermis is where the, there are lots of uh, blood vessels of different sizes within the dermis. I had another picture, but it didn't turn out right, so I didn't put it under the slide presentation. But there are large blood vessels that connect to literally thousands of capillaries or smaller blood vessels throughout the, that, that center layer of your skin. And the body, with signals from the brain, is capable of moving blood, diverting blood, from the larger blood vessels to the smaller blood vessels to get the blood supply closer to the surface to dissipate more heat through the surface of your skin. So it's actually, you know, when you're flush, your body is forcing more blood to the capillaries on the surface of your skin to give off heat, to get it out of your skin, to try to cool your body down. That's also where the sweat glands pass through, right? The, the same signals that say, hey, move the blood to the surface so that we can give off heat, stimulates the sweat glands to produce sweat and try to cool us down. 
Sometimes the sweat cools us down, sometimes the sweat doesn't cool us down. <laughs> and sometimes we just keep sweating. You've got a little uh, did you know there in your notes that we are capable, um, we have three million sweat glands in our body. And again, average human, I think some of us are more talented at this than others, um, can produce up to three quarts of sweat per hour. <laughs> yep, been there. Got the t-shirt, <laughs> threw it away. <laughs> but sweat is much is largely water, uh, though it does have some other factors in it, and it evaporates off the surface of our skin quickly to give a cooling effect. That's the point of it. And the sweat glands themselves are in the lowest layer, the hypodermis. So the hypodermis, which is the skin's deepest layer, can vary immensely in thickness based off where it is in the body and the size of your body. Um, most of this layer is body fat and it serves as the principal source of energy when we are deprived of food. That's where our body goes first uh, for energy when, it, when we don't have a food supply to digest. Strands of collagen pass through the fat of the hypodermis, um, anchoring the skin, the dermis, to the underlying uh, layers, so to the, to the bone or to the muscle that are beneath it, right? And there, there are layers there called fascia, if you've ever heard that term, where it's, it, it looks like white fibrous stuff. Um, if you've ever cleaned a chicken or, or another animal, you've seen that connective layer that runs from the skin through the muscles and connects down, hold it down, so that it doesn't just wiggle, wiggle, wiggle all around on your body. The, it, we want a limited mobility of our skin. Right? There needs to be some mobility, but it needs to be limited. Okay? Most of the length of our hair follicles, actually, and our sweat glands resides in the hypodermis. Indeed, it's where our hair grows from, is from the hypodermis level, and the sweat glands produce the sweat at the hypodermis level. When we lose skin in a deep abrasion, right, it's the surviving sweat ducts and... Uh, and hair follicles that provide the skin cells to repair that section. So if you have an area of skin that doesn't have a lot of sweat glands, doesn't have a lot of hair follicles, it's less likely to be able to repair as quickly. Um, and so that, if it wasn't for that concept that God had already planned in, right, for accidents, then something is, something is, uh, non-emergency as just a script of what minor yeah minor that's the word words words are hard today something as minor as a skin abrasion on the knee right you just scrape your knee on the concrete you might require a skin transplant for that if your body didn't have this natural ability but that's a remarkable design remarkable insight and remarkable functionality that our creator has already put into our genetic potential right Again, there's lots of diversity, there's lots of um, difference between us, but the general concepts that the, that, that the skin does for us, right? We don't want to take for granted this largest, most visible, most accessible organ. Um, we do a lot of things to our skin, and we ignore our skin in some places and sometimes, right? But we should definitely see the evidence of God's handiwork and how that's a lesson for us. And one of that, those ways in recognizing God's handiwork is that 
that handiwork again that's as we talked about last time is evident in everything that he's made right Amen. everything he's made is evidence of himself of his character of the fact that he is the creator that evidence is all around us and that's what we're trying to see in this class but he's made even our skin okay like so many other things in life we take that protective function of our skin for granted like I said but we should thank God for our skin even with all of its issues because it's so essential to our own survival our lives depend on our skin so maybe we should take care of it but the lesson here is that we should be thankful to our God for sending Jesus Christ to take on this same skin that he didn't have to wear though he created it right John 1.14 begins with, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus Christ, eternal God, came and put on this flesh. Just like we did. Right? But then Philippians 2.5-7 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. So he took on flesh, was made in our likeness, condescended to come down from the God of, being the God of heaven to looking like us and living like us. It would be the same as me trying to turn myself into an ant, right? It's, it's so, the, the world we live in is not even the same, but why would I want that exoskeleton or I don't know, the ability to lift 10 times my body weight, that'd be kind of cool. Okay, <laughs> regardless. <laughs> but God sent Jesus Christ, condescended to be in, in likeness like us, and then he endured the mockery of those men that shoved a crown of thorns into the skin of his brow, that shoved a spear into the skin of his side, that whipped the skin off of his back and crucified him on a cross who, his own self, bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live under righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. It was those stripes on his back that tore his skin that healed my sin. And truly, we need to be thankful for that. But we also need to be thankful that this corrupt skin, this failing flesh, is not the end of our story. Because as Job said in chapter 19, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold, and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. The, the amount of doctrine and, and encouragement in this verse that is in one of the oldest you know, stories in the Bible is mind-boggling. But this skin is going to fail you. This body is going to fail you. It probably has already begun. Right? And one day, it's going to, it's going to fail completely. You're going to die. Right? And then this body... <laughs> this body is going to cease. However, the, the, the promise that God can glorify what he has already made, right? He doesn't have to make something again. He's going to take what he made and then he's going to add his essence to make it perfect, to take us out of the sin that we were formerly in. 
And I can't wait for the day that we will all be glorified to be in his presence, right, in heaven as believers in Jesus Christ, as the, as the, um, anyway, sorry, those who believe in his name will see him one day, will be glorified, justified by faith, sanctified through the process of discipleship, and then one day glorified. And that is just an amazing promise that we can tie to our skin, the skin that we're in, right, that has so much diversity and uh, was designed specifically by God for your protection, for your enjoyment of this life. So your sense of touch should remind you every time you think about it exactly what God has done for you. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's pray, and we'll get out to the next service.